Wow, talk about sporadic. It's been a long time since I've done a podcast episode. Hi, this is Rebecca Pruitt. Welcome to my podcast, Prone to Wander. It's a companion to my blog, which can be found at RebeccaPruitt.com. So why am I podcasting now after such a long break? Good question. And why am I podcasting when I'm kind of stuffed up and my voice sounds so weird? That's another good question. Don't really have an answer to that one other than I'm eager to get started on this new project that I want to do that was inspired by my daughter. Recently, she did a YouTube video series about her faith journey, and that kind of inspired me, only I'm not a YouTube person. I don't want to deal with cameras and setup and lighting and all that kind of stuff. I'd rather just talk. And several people over the past few months have said that, that I should write about my faith journey. And I thought about that, and then... I watched my daughter's video series, which I really enjoyed. And then I thought, hey, I had to just start podcasting again and do a podcast series about my faith journey. It's probably going to be kind of long because I've been on this faith journey for a long time. I'll try not to get bogged down too much in ancient history, but I do need to give you some background as to where I got started, the foundation of my faith journey, things like that. So this is episode three of my long dormant podcast, and it's episode one of my series about my faith journey. This is episode one, The Early Years. about those early years. I was raised in a Christian home. My earliest memories of my father are, shh, he's studying, or shh, he's resting. You know, that was also memories. He was gone, either at seminary or working. Very, very hard worker, very studious, very scholarly. When I was five, he graduated from seminary and very quickly moved right into his first pastorate. I was so proud of him. I just thought my dad was just the greatest guy ever. He gave me a love for reading. He gave me just this deep respect for scholarship about the Bible, and just so much more. He gave me a love for words and vocabulary and just all these things. He taught me so much. My mother had also grown up in a Christian home, as had my father, and she grew up in war-torn Germany under the Nazi regime, and she had all kinds of exciting stories and faith-building stories and stories of miracles that they saw and amazing protection and just all sorts of wild adventures. So I grew up in a house where my parents loved the Bible, where they were both people of prayer, and where they encouraged me to read the word, to pray, to give my life to Jesus. 
They were evangelicals. My dad pastored a Baptist church. My mother had grown up Lutheran, and my dad had grown up Pentecostal. And he was drawn to the Baptist church because he liked the idea of the autonomy of the local church. He liked the idea of sola scriptura and just a whole bunch of other things that made him think that the Baptist church would be a good fit for him. So that's how I grew up. And my early childhood was really wonderful. I have wonderful memories of church. I was blessed by some older couples in that first church that my dad pastored, and and actually in subsequent churches too, but my earliest memories are more bound up in that church, where these older people just loved me. I mean, they just loved on me. And I have wonderful memories of Sunday school and children's church and just so many wonderful memories. It was just a good place to be. I loved being the pastor's daughter. One of the things that happened to me early on is there was some kind of children's program at the church, and we were asked to quote some Bible passages. I think it was Psalm 100 or something. And, and here I worked hard to memorize it. And when I stood up in front of the church to recite it, Some older man said, wait, we can't see her. And so someone stood me up on a chair and I recited this and I could see the faces of the congregation as of this wonderful little church as I was reciting my passage of scripture and their faces, they were just like so delighted and they were proud of me and they probably thought I was cute with my, you know, missing front teeth and my little lisp and whatever. And oh my goodness. I just loved it. That's where I I developed like this love for public speaking. I was not in the least bit nervous to get up on that chair and recite those verses to people. And after that, I felt so good. And everybody told me how wonderfully I'd done. And I mean, this was like, I wanted to be a public speaker, just like my mom who went around and gave her testimony about her war experiences you know, at Christian women's clubs and at churches, all all over the place. And I wanted to follow in her footsteps, even though my childhood wasn't quite so eventful. And yet, I didn't really want to accept Jesus. I didn't really, I mean, I felt like I kind of loved Jesus and like I loved God, but sometimes I got upset with him and I was not ready to make that decision to become a Christian, pray and repent over all my sins. And, you know, I didn't want to have to really obey Jesus. It was hard enough to obey my parents and I messed up on that all the time, it seemed like. You know, I didn't clean my room when I was supposed to, and I dawdled and did, you know, childish things and read when I should be working and, you know, did a schlip-schlop job and didn't get good grades in school because I wasn't paying attention because I was reading something I shouldn't or staring out the window or imagining wonderful things in my head that were far more interesting than class or just getting sidetracked. And so my grades kind of suffered and my report cards almost always said, reads when should be working and needs to pay attention, 
And so I, it was hard enough just to obey teachers and, and my parents. So I wasn't sure I wanted to have to obey Jesus because I thought then I have to do a much better job of obeying everybody else. And so I really wasn't ready to accept Jesus. The year that I turned 11 was just a wonderful year. For one thing, that's when my baby brother was born and he was cute and adorable and fun. But as for my faith journey, the pivotal event was going forward at a Billy Graham crusade and accepting Christ. It truly was a transformative event. It was, it was wonderful. And when I look back on what my faith was like and what my relationship with Christ was like. Uh, it was so full of enthusiasm and passion and this, this childlike faith and this, this intimacy with Jesus. And I had wonderful times when I'd be all by myself. I looked forward to when like the whole family would leave, which wasn't that often. So I treasured those times. And I'd sit at the piano and open the hymnal and I'd pick out hymns with my, you know, one play them with just the treble clef. And, and I would sing along to my favorite hymns and I truly was singing to Jesus. And it was such a wonderful time. And I felt the love of Jesus. And it was wonderful. I had an amazing Sunday school teacher when I was in fifth and sixth grade. She taught the girls. And she really encouraged us to mature in our faith. And it was at her encouragement that I was baptized, which was another one of those pivotal, beautiful events that I just treasure the memories of it. I don't want to get bogged down in all kinds of details or I'll be making these podcasts forever to squeeze my faith journey into uh, a finite period of time and not get too bogged down in details. So junior high and high school, not the greatest years for me. And there were a lot of ups and downs in my walk with the Lord and a lot of questions and struggling and, and crises of faith and rebellion and depression. And there was a lot that was going on during that time that was just really painful and devastating and difficult and that shattered me. And somehow I survived. My dad had changed churches a few times during my childhood, always Baptist churches, but he pastored a number of different churches. And I kind of grew used to what we jokingly called the four-year itch because it seemed like he would move on after about four years. And, and it was difficult. And in my teen years, even though I, I admired my dad and I couldn't imagine having anyone else for my pastor, I wasn't always so enthusiastic about being a preacher's kid. Because you know what they say, preacher's kids and cackling hens always come to some bad ends. That hasn't quite happened to me yet, 
Because, I mean, I've come to bad things, but they haven't been bad ends yet. The story hasn't ended yet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So thus ends the early years through my childhood and most of my teens. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be the on-again, off-again prodigal years. listening to the Prone to Wander podcast. If you're interested in reading my blog, it can be found at rebeccapruitt.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-P-R-E-W-E-T-T. I can also be found on Twitter. If you are a follower of Jesus, let me encourage you along with myself to be his hands and feet this week and his heart of compassion. Again, thanks for listening. God bless you.